Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast we talk about baseball 365 days a year. Unless it's a leap year, then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012, and today is President's Day. It is Monday, the 20th day of February, 2017, and I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this from the Sully Baseball Studio in Palo Alto, California, the birthplace of Oakland A's manager, Bob Melvin, and just down the 101 from AT&T Park, the home of the San Francisco Giants. Hey, it's President's Day. And as a baseball fan, some of you may know that I'm also a big presidential history buff, and it's one of the things that I have a tremendous amount of interest in, in the history of the presidency. Um, now, I, I, I'm not going to get political today. I, I, I don't like to get political. Maybe once or twice I've gotten political. I don't want this to be a political show. I want this to be a respite because, believe me, you're going to need, if you're, even if you don't follow baseball, if the news cycle keeps going the way it's going, you're going to need a daily baseball podcast, whether or not you're a fan or not, just to sort of be like, okay, come, come, get, get on this raft for at least, you know, 20 some odd minutes a day. We're going to talk about something other than, you know, the, the world of Washington, D.C. and everything. Uh, you know, I, I will say that, you know, it's, it's pretty safe to, to say that whether or not you are a uh, were, voted for Donald Trump, you voted for Hillary Clinton, you voted for Joe Stein or some other third party, um, you voted for, you know, you're a Republican who would never vote for Trump. I mean, there are all sorts of, no matter what you are, you're all welcome to float down the River Sully. You are, and, and and whatever your your political persuasion is, this is a place for you know all, all different sorts of political mindsets are welcome here, and I'll do my best to make this podcast as politically neutral as possible. Although, if I I have to say, if I go on and I talk about some you know baseball relating to certain social issues and everything, um, it will seep in. It will seep in. And if you have a trouble with talking about treating people with, you know, dignity and with a sense of equality, I don't think those are political statements. I don't. And so if you consider them to be political statements, then, you know, then I, then I don't know what to say. But one thing I think is safe to say, no matter where you stand politically, is that our, our, our current president, Trump, is an unusual president. We've never had a candidate like this before. We've never had someone without a political background and without a military background. There's, there's always been one or the other. Usually, you know, sometimes both, but there's always been one or the other. And what this means is the traditional paths to becoming the president of the United States are no longer there. You know, someone who, a friend of mine who did not vote for Trump said to me, oh, who can run against Trump in 2020? And I said, Oprah. And he said, no, seriously. And I said, well, why not? Why is Oprah crazier than saying Donald Trump? You know, I mean, he's an, he is a completely off-the-wall candidate. That's one reason why some people voted for him. 
I'm sure some of you voted for him. I'm sure that may have been one of the reasons why you voted for him. Also, some people, that's one of the reasons why he repulsed other people. But the fact of the matter is he's an unusual candidate. And it got me thinking. We've had actors in politics. We've had an actor in the White House in with Ronald Reagan. It seems like three-quarters of the cast of Predator have been a governor at one point or another. We've had entertainers left and right. Al Franken's a senator. Sonny Bono was a senator. You know, we, we've had politicians who were, you know, entertainers. And we had Jim Bunning, Jim Bunning in, in Congress. So, you know, that's a, as far up as a baseball player has got in the political sort of food chain that I personally can think of sitting in this room here in Palo Alto. But it got me thinking, if Donald Trump, with his resume, whether or not you like him or not, it's an unusual resume for a president, can become the president, why not someone in baseball? Why not? I jokingly said, but only, only half jokingly, that uh, George Steinbrenner would have been an interesting candidate for president if we're talking about George Steinbrenner uh, mid-80s George Steinbrenner would have been an interesting candidate for the president of the United States. I still think Donald Trump would have been a very interesting candidate to be the owner of the New York Mets, but I digress. But I was starting to think, said, let's be serious, Sullivan. Who baseball-related would be an interesting candidate for the presidency? Now, immediately you start thinking about things like league presidents and and commissioners. Well, I sure as hell don't want Bud Selig to be the president of the United States. He would collude with Nicaragua. That's a reference to his collusion. You know, he would turn a blind eye to all sorts of stuff the way that he turned a blind eye to stuff. And he would take credit for stuff that he had nothing to do with. I'm sorry, he's not getting my vote. Uh, one of the easiest ones to point to from the past would be Commissioner Giamatti. And Giamatti's legacy, I think, is partly cemented by the fact that he was only in office for X amount of time, and he died right after showing his strength in the Pete Rose case. He died, like, what, five days later? So there was that sense of, I hate to use this term, but like martyrdom with him that, that elevated his uh, stature in the history of baseball. And, you know, going along the fact that when Faye Vincent took over, baseball, you know, went into, w w the dominoes were in place for what would lead to the strike of 1994. And I remember a lot of people saying during the strike of 1994, what if Giamatti were still the commissioner? Could this have been avoided? And so, you know, his, his stature has been elevated. Um, I was thinking around, you know, would Joe Torrey? President Tory, think about that. President Joseph Tory. Again, how is that crazier than President Donald Trump? Uh, the fact that he was able to deal and negotiate and work with George Steinbrenner as beautifully as he did, everyone respects Joe Tory. He gets stuff done. He's a leader. He's a straight, and he has that great sort of authoritative voice. 
I mean, think if he's saying my fellow Americans, and and he also has, you know, he was the 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 manager during nine eleven, so he he is just wrapped in the American flag, and uh, you know the first Italian president and someone with roots in New York, in the the Midwest, beloved in St. Louis. Um, does he have any in, in Milwaukee? Some in Atlanta, you know, everyone, everyone, you know, some in Los Angeles. So, you know, you're covering the different demographics. President Joe Torrey. Yeah. Now he's a little long in the tooth right now, I think, and so is our current president. Again, how is that crazier? How is that more absurd? I was thinking about certain players, like what kind of players project a certain amount of I don't know, of a politician's aura about them. Well, you know, the first the first name that automatically came to mind was was Jeter, but uh, Jeter won't do it. Jeter won't run for office, and I'll tell you why. Because Jeter is all about his image. He's super secret, and he is right. I mean, he what he never got his name in the gossip papers. He never. You know, he avoided bad press and everything in New York when that was an impossible thing to do. He will never submit to the gauntlet that is the the pressure of putting everything in your personal life on the line. So I, I, that's impossible. He would never. He would never do it. A Rod. A-Rod seems to have no problem. We, he, I don't think there's any more skeletons left in his closet. And again, he may have said some dumb things or you know, done some stupid things along the way. So did Trump. I mean, come on. And he's a little more media savvy now. Absolutely. Now, another one, Curtis Granderson came to mind. Curtis Granderson, smart guy photogenic guy, has a, you know, I can picture him on the podium, you know, good with charity work, well-respected guy, he could be one. Jim Tomey, not a person on the planet Earth dislikes Jim Tomey. It's almost creepy. It's almost creepy how much they love him. But, you know, he's, uh, you know, in terms of the that George W. Bush, Bill Clinton, want to hang out with a guy, cool guy vibe to him, you know, Tommy has it in, uh, you know, Tommy has it in droves. But I was thinking there are a couple of candidates that I'm thinking in terms of their body of work, what they've done. You could put together a compelling argument and say, hey, maybe we want to have this one run our country. I mean, two of them were on display big time in October, maybe even a third. Joe Madden. Joe Madden, President Madden. I mean, what else does he have to achieve in baseball? I mean, he's taken the Tampa Bay Rays and the Chicago Cubs to the World Series. Think about this, that statement alone. That statement alone you should win the Nobel Prize for. I mean, the, the unlikelihood of taking Tampa Bay to the postseason was just staggering.
and the, have the Cubs win the World Series after all the people who tried to do it. I mean, he'll win Illinois. He'll win Florida. There's a swing state for you. And, again, who has a bad thing to say about him? Smart guy, smart with the press, gets stuff done. You know, I, you know, I got the, the Cubs to win. I got Tampa to win. I can get America to win. You know, I slayed the billy goat, and now I can do this. And I, I'll tell you, someone else who was one swing away from winning the World Series last year was Terry Francona. You know, I won in Boston, almost won, you know, won twice in Boston, slayed the curse, and almost damn well almost did it in Cleveland and very well could wind up doing it before all is said and also done. Now, you know, there may be, you know, Terry seems to be a little more kind of aw shucks jock than Joe Madden, who seems like he's a little more intellectual on there. Madden seems a little more presidential. But it brings me to one who is a really interesting candidate. And before you think I'm just making jokes, let me say Theo Epstein. Theo Epstein. President Theo Nathaniel Epstein. 43 years old. What the hell does he have to do in baseball? What does he have to prove? He took over the Red Sox. The Red Sox won the World Series under his watch and then won it again. Oh, but he took the foundation that Dan Duquette laid down. He just jumped in at the very end. Fine. I'll take over the freaking Cubs who stunk. I'm going to take over the freaking Cubs and build them from the ground up and have a team full of either homegrown players or team or team filled with players swiped from other organizations, stolen from other organizations. I'm looking at you, Anthony Rizzo. Bringing joy to the people in Boston, bringing joy to the people in Chicago. And what are the most traveled fan bases in baseball? It's probably Chicago and Boston and New York. But you come in and so boom, you're going to have the, uh, you know, you'll, you'll win Massachusetts and Illinois, fine. But all those other counties and places, you're going to win Arizona. Tons of Cubs fans in Arizona. You're going to win Florida. Tons of Cubs and Red Sox fans in Florida. But also that sense of, hey, look it. If I can get it done with the Cubs, and I can get it done with the Red Sox, two teams where historically that's not going to happen. Well, Theo Epstein. President Theo Epstein. Young, has, you know, married, two kids, uh, you know, Yale-educated, so you have that, you know, you have that, uh, you know, a lot of their, our presidents have that in there. You have the, the charity that they have, the, you know, the Epstein Foundation, the hot stove cool music benefit concerts he has in Boston and Chicago. All sorts of things. All the happiness that he brought. The happiness he brought to the Red Sox fans. The happiness he brought to the Cub fans. I'm going to bring that to America. I'm breaking, I broke two curses. I'll break a third. Not that there's a curse on America, but you know what I'm saying. Again, 
How is that stranger than a Donald Trump presidency? Not staying a political statement there. It's just unusual. It's just unusual to go exactly the opposite of Tom Jones, who thought it wasn't unusual. No, Tom, I think this was unusual. But let me say, there is another name. There's a name out there who can bridge left and right, who could bridge traditional voters from one side and another. He's someone who has been and is connected with the military, with his family, and his incredible generosity towards our veterans and towards our, the people who defend our country. We talk about someone who also has a strong sense of a strong moral compass and has stood up for those who maybe whose rights are under th are threatened refugees who need help who doesn't see things like people in need as being a political football or baseball and has done the right thing and had done so with a sense of media savvy social media savvy a sense of humility and a sense who, and I will quote this man, when spoken to the New York Times said, when I was a kid, I remember my parents would say, baseball is what you do, but it's not who you are. That might be my job, but it's not the end all be all. And I might be able to use it to help other people and open some doors and explore more opportunities. Folks, that could be chiseled onto the granite of his presidential museum. And he has a big stupid beard that he could be put alongside the Rutherford B. Hayes's, the Ulysses S. Grant's, and the Benjamin Harrison's of the world. That's right. I'm saying that the, along with Theo Epstein, Joe Madden, and Curtis Granderson, possibly the best baseball figure today who could be a president, Sean Doolittle. And I'm not just saying that because he's been a guest on the podcast. I'm not just saying that because I'm looking to be his chief of staff, President Doolittle. Coming on, he's connected to uh, uh, the military family when the University of Virginia, he almost graduated from there connections to New Jersey, connections to California, connections to Arizona. I mean, this is like, it's all lined up there. And he proposed to Aaron Dolan, so he's, 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 he's going to make you know, the, the traditional marriage. And our first lady will be the first first lady with you know purple in her hair and a bobblehead doll for both of them. I'm telling you, folks, you think I'm joking. I think when you saw what he does on the field, what he does off the field, the fact that he knows how to present himself on camera, and the fact that, you know, what can you say against the guy? He's what? He's too generous to our veterans? He's too generous to those in need? Come on. We've had, we now have a president who once 
sold stakes at the sharper image. I think we can afford a president who wears a Metallica t-shirt and had a gnome day and got dressed up as Chewbacca at the opening of The Force Awakens. What I'm saying is, hail to the chief. We are going to have someone baseball-related in the White House. It's going to happen. It's only a matter of time. Theo, maybe. Francona, probably not. Granderson, possibly. Theo Epstein, Joe Madden, yeah, big, big candidates. Maybe they'll run as president and vice president. President Doolittle, yeah, I'm all for that. Partly because he's been on the show, and I'd love to say I had a future president on the show. And I think that's going to be the case. Someone who's been on the show is going to be the president. Although time is running out for me. So, vote Doolittle. He's too young to run now, but just vote for him. It'll happen. And while you're at it, happy President's Day to you. And go to SullyBaseball.com, like me on Facebook, subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram. I'm everywhere. The music is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kaliski. Celebrating President's Day, this has been the Solid Baseball Daily Podcast for the 20th day of February 2017. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. <laughs>